Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Celestial Somology, where astronomy is viewed through the telescope of biblical prophecy. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the program. We are your hosts, Joe Musidla and Matthew Miller. It's good to be with you. Oh boy, got a lot to talk about. Um, you know, it really does make me wonder everything going on, but uh, uh, today Joe and I talked about what we could possibly do for topics, and it's come down to, well, do we have a um, galactic super wave headed our way? We just had, just over the weeks here, we've just had massive information coming out uh, about the galactic core. Uh, something is certainly going on. Uh, let's get Joe's opening comments and let's just see where we go. Joe? Right. Yeah, there has been uh, just a ton of stuff in the news, um, it, you know, as we're commanded to look up for our redemption draws near. Um, well, that's what we've been doing, uh, along with, uh, well, the help of scientists as well and looking to see what is going on exactly and what they're reporting. Uh, it's been uh, quite a lot of information, uh, a lot of activity around uh, the galactic core, um, as well as a some familiar visitors that uh, the science community is used to seeing as far as, uh, well, celestial, well, interlopers or... Uh, Comments. Um, we also have some new ones coming inbound as well, and uh, so just a ton of stuff going on right now. It's uh, ooh, <laughs> it's a lot. So let's see. Let's look at the first article here. Um, this is what Science Alert, I believe, or Space. Uh, our galaxy's black hole recently flared crazily bright, and we still don't know why. The supermassive black hole at the heart of the Milky Way, Sagittarius A, is usually relatively quiet. It's not an active nucleus spewing light and heat into the space around it most of the time. The black hole's activity is low-key, with minimal fluctuations in its brightness. Most of the time, recently, uh, recently, astronomers. <clears throat> excuse me. Most of the time, recently, astronomers uh, caught it going absolutely bananas. Suddenly, growing 75 times brighter before subsiding back to normal levels. 
That's the brightest we've ever seen, Sagittarius A, in near-infrared wavelengths. Uh, it was pretty surpri- I was pretty surprised at, the, at first, and then very excited astronomer uh, Tuan Do of the University of California, Los Angeles, UCL, UCLA, told Science Alert. The black hole was so bright, I at first mistook mistook it for star SO-2 because I had never seen Sagittarius A that bright. Over the next few frames, though it was clear, the source was variable and had to be the black hole. I knew almost right away there was probably something interesting going on with the black hole. But what? That's what astronomers are on a mission to find out. We first reported on this story in mid-August, and the results have now been published in the lost my place. They're published in the Astrophysical Journal Letters. As of now, we still don't know what caused the super bright flare. We have seen we have never seen anything like this in 24 years. We have studied the supermassive black hole. Uh, said uh, Andrea Geis, UCL uh, professor of physics and astronomy and co-senior author of research. It is usually a pretty quiet, wimpy black hole on a diet. We don't know what is driving it, driving this big feast. Uh, Doe and his team took observations of the galactic center using the WM Keck Observatory in Hawaii, over four nights earlier this year, the strange brightening was observed on May 13th, and a team managed to capture it in a time lapse, two hours condensed down to a few seconds. Uh, that brightly glowing dot right after the beginning of the uh, video, uh, there's a video, and the dust gas swirling Sagittarius say black holes themselves don't emit any radiation that can be detected by our current instruments, but the stuff nearby does. When the black hole's gravitational forces uh, generate immense friction, in turn producing radiation. When we view that radiation with a telescope using the infrared range, it translates as brightness. Normally, the brightness of Sagittarius A flickers a bit like a candle, varying from minutes to hours. But when the surroundings of a black hole flare that brightly, it's a sign it's a sign something may have gotten close enough to be grabbed by its gravity. The first frame taken right at the beginning of the observation is the brightest, which means Sagittarius A could have been brighter before they started observing, Doe said, but no one was aware that anything was drawing close enough to be swallowed by the, by the black hole. The team is busily gathering, gathering data to try and narrow it down, but there are two immediate possibilities. One is G2, an object thought to be a gas cloud that approached within 36 light hours of Sagittarius A in 2014. If it was a gas cloud, this proximity should have been torn, uh, should have torn it to shreds, and parts of it devoured by the black hole. Yet nothing happened. The flyby was later called a cosmic fizzle. But the researchers believe the black hole may black holes may fireworks show may have been 
uh, a delayed reaction. But have a look at the time lapse again. Uh, there's uh, pictures here as well. Uh, see it? Let's see. I'm kind of. Uh, I'll just go ahead and read it. Uh, see that bright dot around the 11 o'clock uh, of the hole? That's SO2, star long looping 16 year elliptical or orbit around uh, Sagittarius A. Last year, it made its closest approach, coming within 17 light hours of the black hole. One of the possibilities uh, Doe told Science Alert is that the star SO 2, when it passed close to the black hole last year, changed the way gas flows into the black hole. And so more gas is falling in it, leading it to become more uh, variable. The only way to find out is having more data. They are currently being collected across larger rate range of wavelengths. More observations will take place over the coming weeks with the background-based uh, Keck Observatory before the Galactic Center is no longer visible at night from Earth. But many other telescopes, including Spritzer, uh, Chadra, Swift from AM, ALMA, were observing the Galactic Center over the past few months, too. Their data could re reveal different aspects of the physics of the change in brightness and help us understand what Sagittarius A is up to. And, boy, that's awful disturbing, Joe. They've been watching this, I mean, dead to rights for 24 years. They literally just observe it, have been observing it for 24 years, and now it starts popping off. That should have everybody's attention. Uh, but we're going to go to the uh, second news article here, um, come out in uh, Newsweek. Uh, the Milky Way supermassive black hole seems to be getting hungrier, and scientists aren't sure why. Um, very interesting article here, uh, published on the 12th, uh, September 2019. The supermassive black hole at the center of our galaxy seems to be getting hungrier, and scientists aren't sure why. In a study published in Astrophysical Journal Letters, a team of researchers from the University of California, Los Angeles, examined more than 13,000 observations of the supermassive black hole known as Sagittarius A, dating back to 2003. These observations from a very large telescope in Chile and the WM Nick Observatory in Hawaii revealed at least three unprecedented spikes in brightness earlier this year at regions just outside the black hole's event horizon, the point beyond which nothing, not even light, can escape. Scientists say the increase in brightness around the black hole are caused by radiation as it sucks in unusually large quantity of gas and dust. Uh, to make a long story short, ladies and gentlemen, they're not sure what on earth is going on here. Something is popping off these energetic bursts. And uh, taken from a quote here later on down in the article, um, we have great opportunity right now to learn how the supermassive black holes are fed and how they might grow. Doe said, supermassive black holes are not easy to study because most of them are so far away. Our galaxy's supermassive black hole is the closest one to Earth, so we can see it in great detail, both the stars and the gas near the black hole. That said, whatever is going into the galactic center will not affect the Earth. It is still 26,000 light years away, and its brightness is much too faint to affect us. I think all of this fireworks, he added, 
I find galactic center science really exciting because we can watch black hole astrophysics happening in real time, uh, which we are rarely able to do. You will take note, uh, this direct quote stated that uh, this was happening in real time, even though uh, most people think that, uh, well, if this is 26,000 light years away, it would, of course, take what? <laughs> of course, that would mean that it happened a very long time ago. Correct, Joe? But, but... but they're observing it in real time. That's what he said. Now, listen, this is no Tom, Dick, or Harry. Okay, this isn't the Three Stooges. He just said the scientists making the observation, they were watching it in real time. Now, most of the world probably wouldn't have caught that, right, Joe? Nope. But this is directly quoting him. He stated he was watching it in real time. So uh, I bet this has everybody going, hmm. Uh, now, with that being said, um, let's just take a deep breath, and let's just uh, – we're going to go by uh, Dr. Paul LaViolette's website and uh, going to get a – his uh, off-the-cuff explanation of a galactic superwave. Uh, so this is from uh, the starburstfoundation.org. Uh, Starburst, uh, uh, I strongly suggest you go by and uh, check out Dr. Paula Violet's work. Galactic superwaves, intense cosmic ray particle barrages that travel to us from the center of the galaxy uh, that can last for periods of up to several thousand years. Astronomical and geological evidence indicates that the last major superwave impacted our solar system around 12,000 to 16,000 years ago and produced abrupt changes in the Earth's climate. <laughs> it is estimated that approximately one or two superwaves strong enough to trigger an ice age are presently on their way to us from their birthplace 23,000 light years away. There is a finite chance that one such event could arrive within the next few decades. You'll take note that here, Dr. Paula Violette stated that the core was 23,000 light years away. Yet, the scientist from the article we just read from uh, that university uh, stated 26,000 light years away. Interesting. Less intense superwaves, which occur with considerable frequency, uh, could also po pose a threat. There is evidence that the galactic center has erupted as many as 10 times in the past two millennia, the most recent event occurring about 700 years ago. So uh, what this is basically saying, ladies and gentlemen, if you know of uh, our sun has CME, coronal mass ejections. Um, they're called by a couple of different main, uh, names, but to make a long story short, they're basically... Uh, back, uh, massive pulses uh, emitted from our sun due to solar storms. Uh, this is what causes and creates the northern lights, the aurora borealis. Dr. Paul Violet has found proof that uh, these can also come from the galactic center, and these things are massive, uh, <laughs> enough to really rattle our cages. And it's only an event of this magnitude, an event horizon shockwave with such power uh, that would have the strength to, well, 
take us back to the days of Noah, ladies and gentlemen. This this is exactly what I firmly believe in my heart after long research. This is the event we're waiting for, the great day of he who sitteth upon the throne. This is the amount of energy required uh, to literally uh, realign the uh, magnetic north and south poles of every planet in this solar system. That's the only thing strong enough to do it. So uh, with this much activity going on, it's it's just mind-boggling to me that people don't realize what we're really talking about. We're really talking uh, about, well, just for starters, uh, Isaiah 19, just for starters. Um, this is literally what he says he's going to do. And uh, this, I mean, we can't even calculate uh, what could possibly be headed our way uh, in the form of a massive uh, cloud of ionized gas. Uh, <laughs> we don't even have a scale for it, I don't think. But that being said, uh, Joe, boy, I've talked about this so many times uh, over the years. Uh, it is amazing to me that uh, we're really starting to get a lot of news out about the Galactic Core. And oh, absolutely. What's your thoughts? Um, and, well, uh, let's talk about this, dude. Do you think this could possibly have anything to do with the, well, the weather chaos, the extreme weather that we're having? Um, ab Absolutely. Uh, absolutely, it have something to do with the the extreme weather. Um, uh, you know, <laughs> with with changes of that magnitude, um, I, w I would almost think that we're getting. Well, I mean, he, he calls them birth pangs, but it, it, how else do I say it? Warning signs of you know, uh, it, it's. Um, well, you know, when a tire starts to separate, uh, you know, if you're driving down the highway and a tire, you know, the, the tread starts to separate from the tire itself or the uh, the bands there, the uh, steel belt, um, it, when it first starts, it would be vibrations letting you know that something worse is coming until it finally just shears right off and does a world of damage um, and basically changes everything uh, <laughs> and ruins your day. But, uh, you know, that's that's kind of how I'm, I'm looking at it is this would be these earth changes, even though that they are catastrophic uh, to our site, that these are literally mild in nature as, as to what is to come. Mild in nature. <laughs> that's a, uh, well, that's an understatement. Um, you know, it, it reminds me of, uh, well, Isaiah chapter 24, um, looking at, uh, oh, verse 20, uh, some of the different translations put it kind of differently, but uh, we'll do the KJV. The earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard, and shall be removed like a cottage, and the transgressions thereof shall be heavy upon it. 
you know, it makes me really question is that that's what we're really looking at. Um, and, you know, there's a couple of different ways you can uh, really get into extreme exegesis right here in this single verse. But uh, I have started to call these events terror attacks. Uh, the the shuddering uh, before the house implodes uh, in a tornado. Uh, that violent vibration you get as the tread separates from the tire, Joe. Um that's exactly what what I think we're looking. I mean, when you start having really off the hook anomalies like tornadoes spinning the wrong way, you're in trouble. Absolutely. Uh you're 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 absolutely looking at something else and you know Joe, we've we've had some crazy things going on. I mean some really crazy things going on. Um not not just little things. Um, you know, I was reading, uh, researching last night. Uh, there was uh, these large animal deaths, and uh, they've only been happening since 2015. But the majority of the articles released said it was an annual, an annual death cycle. And I just had to be straight up and up front. I'm like, uh. So something's normal just because it's happened since 2015? I don't think so. Uh, you don't have massive amounts of animals dying <laughs> for for just no light reason. But no. yet they've gotten to the point where, well, let's just call it normal, Joe, and it'll be okay if we just call it normal, right? Right. And it's just off the hook. It's off the hook what they're doing and what they're getting away with. But, um, uh, Joe, look, you know, I I know I've asked you this privately a couple of times. Buddy, you're not in Tornado Alley. Nope. Now, look, let's go back to 2010. Did you have any tornadoes that year? None that None that I would recall. That stood out, you know. Uh, I'm not going to say that. To my knowledge, no. I would have to go back and, and look and see. And I have looked at some of. I, I don't know how much of the information today is true or not. Um, just because I, I I know that they're trying to push a different agenda. Um, but you know, realistically, it was not a. I'll take it back to this. I remember being a very, very little boy, uh, and it was in a different part of the state. And I remember having one tornado scare as a child. Other than that, you just, if you were, especially being closer to the mountains, you just didn't worry about it. Well, of course you didn't. <laughs> Look, oh my goodness. Do you, ladies and gentlemen, you got to have open plane to generate the rule sequence for a to for a tornado to stand up. Um, so you can't. Oh my goodness, we are not in Kansas anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, look, ladies and gentlemen, uh, him saying that you don't have to worry about it at the feet of the mountains. Well, of course you don't, Joe. 
Of course you don't. So so tell me, uh, what's it? So it's been um, really balmy there, right? Because you have that, you know, it'll get real hot, but then you have that nice, uh, uh, cool air that floods off the side of those mountains, right off the off the flanks, because they're up in the upper atmosphere. They're cooler, and it can be really pleasant, right? Uh, how are things been your way this year? Uh, this is not the state that I'm. I've ever. This is not the state I've ever known. I've ever grown up with uh, our uh, <laughs> humidity has been off the charts this year. It, it, it has felt more like I would say even the western part of Kansas. It has felt more of that, uh, more of a humidity to it, uh, way more humidity than than we've ever experienced. Um, the rainstorms we, we've had a plethora of rain, but. I have lost count this year. I would have to go and look. And like I said, I don't completely trust the reports, but I was keeping count. And I, and I <clears throat> you know, in one day we had five. We had five different tornadoes. I, I can't keep up with it on a daily okay. basis. Um, you know, okay, I took time a, out. Okay, just, just time out, Joe. Mm-hmm. You said five. Yeah. Joe, now, now, where did you live when you were little, Joe? Uh, that was... In Morrison. Same place, right? Colorado, basic general vicinity, yeah. right? Absolutely. Uh, okay. Don't lie to me, Joe. When you were a kid, did you ever hear of two, two tornadoes? No. No. And, and you just told me you, you had what? Five in one day. Joe, you're not in Tornado Alley. I'm sorry to insult you. You're not insulting me at all. I'm aware of it. I'm you're, absolutely aware of it. I mean, you can look up the maps for for Tornado Alley, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, it's clearly uh, historical data. Always. Um, yeah, we always knew where Tornado Alley was. Always. And you're... You're, you're definitively saying that you're not nowhere near there, right? No, we've right. never been anywhere no. near Tornado Howley, no, ever. No, 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 not 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 ever. Have you been there? Um, wow. Um, yeah, that's that's just enough to uh, literally blow you away. Um, it, and it's it's confusing. Uh, when you look at the data and you're like, something is terribly wrong. And why is nobody talking about it? You know, I just, just don't get it. Why is nobody talking about it? But here, uh, let me just give this to you, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this is from uh, KTVA. Um, uh, what is this out of... Uh, I'm not sure where. Oh, the Voice of Alaska. Uh, this is K a TVA um, uh, uh, news in Alaska. Um, I'm sorry, I'm kind of fumbling with words, but this is just off the hook. What they say here. Um, the headline is: uh, Researchers investigate annual seabird die-offs in Alaska. Seabird die-offs have happened occasionally in Alaska over the years, but researchers are trying to find out why they've been seeing large die-offs every year in the state since 2015. So the entire thing so far has made the headline a complete lie. This is not an annual 
seabird die-off. Um, starvation, uh, a lack of food in the system, uh, said Rob Keller, the wildlife biologist and seabird specialist uh, with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service in Anchorage. Okay. In May 2019, the service started receiving reports of dead birds and dying birds from the northern Bering to the Chuchakee Sea. Uh, that was followed by thousands washing up on beaches by mid-August. Uh, mid Officials say the die-off extended along coastal Alaska north uh, and uh, the peninsula of Russia. Officials say they saw puffins, mirrors, um, any number of birds, okay? Um, it is just amazing uh, to me that uh, they're saying that it was due to starvation. Now look, how long have we had these... And you can just do a search right now, Joe, and find uh, fish kills this week. And I mean thousands of dead fish being found just this week. So... Uh, it's amazing how this isn't being uh, reported. It's not being reported. It's not being reported. Not being reported. And then finally, we're getting around to the point. Well, well, now we're going to start reporting on the uh, birds dying because well, they don't have anything to eat. It's just enough to blow me away. When when is enough going to be enough? And people say no, no, no. You need to print a retraction. This is not a, an, an annual seabird die-off. That's a lie. You just printed a lie. So it, it just makes you wonder, Joe, when enough is going to be enough. What do you think it's going to take, Joe? Gosh, I have asked that question. I Wow. A lot, unfortunately. A lot. Um, you, you know, I, I would think almost the, well... It would have to be the destruction of the entertainment industry, really. Um, that's the only thing I can think of, at least in the Western world. You know, I, I don't know about uh, certain other countries, but I know at least in the Western world, if 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 the entertainment industry was done away with, that I think it would be no choice but to face what's actually going on um, if it was just straight news. But... You know, even in that article, it was, you know, annual. Uh, you know, and I've seen this at other times where they're saying this is uh, this is a continual thing um, or this is this is the uh, well, this is the cause of, of uh, cow flagellants and, and, and cars. Uh, it, it's. You know, or pseudoscience really is being pumped into it. Um, but this is really scary stuff. Uh, it, this should be alarming that our, literally our food source is dying at an alarming rate. And it doesn't seem to bring any, well, it doesn't seem to bring any repentance or even acknowledgement at the very least. Well, you know, I kind of had trouble coming to grips with that today as I went to work. You know, outside of a good health, fire, and brimstone preaching, uh, which is how you get the repentance of the Ninevites, right? That this is why 
they reprinted um well they they had a come to Jesus moment and was re- realizing uh we better fear God and uh, uh repent or he's going to obliterate us so uh that's one way and then the other uh normal way is to be convicted by the holy spirit and realize that well uh, uh what you deserve is death uh joe to be quite honest with you and uh you learn of the saving grace that well that's absolutely true and jesus died for you this normally uh creates a a crisis of conscience and of course uh leads you to repent of your sins and accept the lord jesus christ sacrifice for you so that's the other way you have a conviction of conscience or you have the fear of retribution and uh i've been struggling with this today um you know wondering what it would take and what point are we at i mean are we so far down the road that I mean, what Joe? The Bible's quite clear. There, there is an event horizon when people's conscience will be seared as if with a hot iron. Right. So after that, the only way it can be done is a Nineveh moment. But uh, you know, what's what's your thoughts, Joe? Um, do you think it? It is possible still for uh, for the Holy Spirit to enter in and have a convicting moment, or do you think we're we're way past that? And let's 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 really talk about this, Joe. You and I have, at least privately, really got together on uh, well this this uh, new generation of Christian that believes that well they're once saved always saved and they really believe in their hearts that um they can do no wrong um and we've even talked privately about very specific things that uh, these people have done uh literally mocking the lord their god um have spent quite a bit of money to well how do I politely put that uh, go on a um, well let's just say a a, a drunken drug induced um, well just running riot shall we say with the full knowledge um, of what they intended to do they done it they enjoyed it they gave hearty approval of those who participated, firmly believing in their heart they were going to go to heaven. didn't matter if they OD'd or not, or if they got AIDS in the process, or uh, some other uh, uh, venereal disease that's a permanent affliction. Um, they didn't care, point blank. So, I, I mean, with, with this in the mix, Joe, what's what's your thoughts? You know, I I think it's coming down to few and far between, realistically. 
you know, um, there are those that are, well, they're starting, you know, I, I've, I've even met a few that are starting to look around and they're looking for answers and they have been disgusted with what they have seen, you know, as you have described. You know, somebody says that they are a Christian and, and they do wicked. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, um, so it, it's, it brings up a barrier. It makes it difficult. But, I you know, for me personally, it's one of those things that I just, I, I just, I will not give up hope. I can't. I just I cling to it so tight that there is always today you know when when he gives me another day that I have a chance I have a chance to 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 share that I have a chance to be good for something I have a chance to have a a, a meaningful conversation that might bring about well good things so I I have this this vested hope that he has given me it, it, it's in, it's in him and him alone so I, I will not you know me personally I will not let go of that but it's not as though my heart is not troubled and does not ache for those that have no desire to look around them whatsoever um, you know, I've experienced, you know, the, the latest experience and with with the, the hurricane and I, I watched, you know, a couple of the videos of, of those praying, you know, our, our sisters and brothers praying vehemently in, in, in the videos and, and, and you know, uh, nothing I could do but sit there and pray for these people and, you know, go to a well, work or even to the grocery store, and it's just as if it's not even happening, as if it was not even going on. It was just talk of, uh, well, sports seemed to be the consuming uh, idea or lack of better terms, I guess. It, they were consumed with, with their own life, with their own things, with their own so yeah, I, I I do understand where. What is that threshold? Is is that is it done? Is it are they is it seared? Have we reached that? There's there's times I, I I have a hard time with it. There's times it really. I'm just like wow, not even not even one mention, you know, even a thirty second mention of of others around the world suffering, or even in our own nation. So I, I, I understand, but I, man, do I just, I cling to it though. I just cling to that hope. Amen. 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 Well, we've got another article to cover. Um, I shot a little video about this, uh, just the other day, uh, just, just a few days ago. Uh, Joe's going to uh, cover this one. It's about an interstellar object that may be headed our way. Now, before Joe gets started with that article, 
You know full well, ladies and gentlemen, that the book of Revelation tells you that something uh, like a mountain all ablaze was cast into the sea. Well, that describes perfectly the event that happens with the Chicharub impact crater, doesn't it? That uh, infamous uh, projectile that uh, killed the dinosaurs, right? Well, it's the same one that... That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh... That's what exited us from the days of Noah. So, if you can just imagine in your mind a, a galactic super wave impacting uh, the solar system, carrying with it enough energetic energy uh, that everything was, uh, well, uh, superheated, shall we say. Uh, the mantle got nice and uh, hot and liquid. And then we had an impactor that knocked us off our axis. Just imagine that for a minute. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is a celestial event that also describes the, well, the false prophet. And you need to understand that, uh, well, the celestial scapegoat is going to have a forerunner. And that's what the book of Revelation is describing when it says that a mountain all ablaze is cast into the sea. So, uh, with that in mind, um, Joe, why don't you take a read of this article about this uh, interstellar, well, we hope it's not an impactor, but uh, object. Um, bring us up to speed on this uh, object, please. All right. Uh, I'm probably going to, well, not going to say probably, I'm going to butcher this name, but uh, Oumuamua, or uh, I had it a minute ago, but anyways, was the first known object to visit from beyond the solar system. Now, another may be inbound, but this time it's been spotted ahead of time. The comet first spotted by a Ukrainian amateur astronomer looks to be just the second known object to visit our cosmic neighborhood from beyond the solar system. What could be... An even bigger deal is that this one's discovered. Uh, this one's been discovered as it's still approaching us. Before you freak out, no, there doesn't appear to be any risk that the comet will collide with Earth. The comet was founded by, uh, oh, let's see, uh, Gennady Boris, Borisov uh, of the uh, Crimean Astrophysical Observatory on August 30th and went by the uh, temporary name GB00234 until Wednesday, after being watched by several other observatories over the past few weeks, it was given the official name of C-2019Q4, uh, Borisov, a, by the uh, Minor Planet Center. From the start, the orbit of the comet seemed unusual. It appeared to follow a so-called hyperbaric trajectory, which means it doesn't orbit the sun and probably originates from far beyond our solar system. At this point, scientists are certain that this comet exists and is traveling through our solar system. However, its orbit and interstellar status are a little bit less uncertain. We are now working on getting more observations on this unusual object. Uh, Marco Michelli 
of the European Space Agency's Near-Earth uh, Object Coordination Center said in a blog post, we need to wait a few days to really pin down its origin with observations that will either prove the current thesis that it is interstellar or perhaps drastically changed or perhaps drastically change our understanding. There could be a little bit of a wait to get new high-quality observations on C-2019Q4 as it's going to be blocked by the sun for the next few weeks. October could turn out to be the month that we start to learn much more about this comet and where it's been. Uh, let's see. In it. Inbound. Uh, let's see. I'll keep going here. Uh, it's very uh, reminiscent of Oumuamua, which appeared to drop through the roof of our solar system, make a quick pass by the sun, and then head back out to who knows where. Unfortunately, Oumuamua was uh, discovered right after it uh, already whipped around the sun and was whizzing away from us. This comet is still inbound and won't be uh, perihelion, its closest pass by the sun, until December 10th. Hopefully that'll give scientists ample time to study it, a luxury we didn't have uh, with Oumuamua. So that concludes that. So um, is this the precursor uh, celestial object? I don't know. Um, or is this, you know, this is something that I've also been looking at is uh, something coming out of the, well, more objects coming in from the Kuiper belt that will also create uh, Jupiter to perform its grand tact as well. So I've been looking for a couple of different things uh, with, with these celestial bodies moving in. Uh, I did find it very interesting that, uh, well, they're not sure where it comes from. So uh, this is alarming as well as, well, well, it, to me it's exciting. So... To you, it's exciting. <laughs> hey, man, let's get this show on the road. Okay? Why don't we just put our money where our mouth is? <laughs> That's what Brother Marshall used to say. Scare the dickens right out of you. <laughs> um, but, ladies and gentlemen, th this is eventually going to happen. Uh, these events are going to be quite real, and you need to expect them to happen. You you know, the Bible says a lot of strange things about this character. The most important thing that the Bible does not say is that it does not call him an antichrist. And it just blows me away how that's just been propagated and propagated and propagated by the entertainment, by the entertainment industry exclusively. But... Uh, the book of Daniel describes how he is able to trample on the host of heaven. Um, the book of Revelation says that he can call down fire from heaven, that he can bring to life the image of the beast, this golem. Uh, we're talking about something completely different, and he does have a sign in the heavens. It is this, uh, well, this object... Um, 
that is going to collide with the Earth uh, just exactly like uh, the Chichilub impactor did. It's going to happen again, ladies. For a better use of a term, it has a twin. That twin is going to come back and reverse what its twin did the first time. This is going to happen. Um, and you just need to really come to grips with what the Bible says, because what the Bible describes, ladies and gentlemen, is way, way, uh, a lot more a difficult uh, thing to come to grips with than any flights of fancy. Of that I can assure you. Um, but this could very well be what happens. Um, we have an object of a completely uh, unknown uh, trajectory that's just not normal. It comes out of nowhere, so to speak, and well, you could just imagine it would really come out of nowhere if it was hiding behind the celestial scapegoat. Because, make no mistakes about it, if it is one of the objects, like, have been witnessed, and they can only be witnessed in a transit. That's when a, pla uh, a planet goes between us and their parent star. It's the only way we even know they exist. If it's an object like that, ladies and gentlemen, you're really not going to see it coming, are you, Joe? No. Because these things, on record, have a libido. <laughs> Joe... It's like flat black acrylic paint. Mm -hmm. They reflect less than 1% of the light that touches them. Ladies and gentlemen, please try to understand what I'm trying to say. These planets, we have three of them on record. They're the same color as the backdrop of night between the stars. They're pitch. They're blacker than black acrylic paint, ladies and gentlemen. The only way you would know it was there if it came between us and the moon is quite simply something would cover up the moon and you wouldn't be able to see what it was. Because nothing – ladies and gentlemen, please try to understand this. If you shined a flashlight at it, you still wouldn't see it. Do, do you understand that? These planets reflect nearly no light. So if you shine a flashlight at it, it is a it is a perfectly stealthed object. Do you understand that? Surely uh, a lot of you understand uh, the stealth fighter uh, fighter technology, where you shoot uh, the radar at something, but it doesn't reflect any radar back. It's the same thing with light, ladies and gentlemen. You'd shine a flashlight at it, but still not see it, because no light would reflect back at you. Joe, your your thoughts, your comments on what I just described, I mean, I really do think that people are not getting a firm grasp of what I'm relaying. So, your thoughts, please. Oh, goodness. Um, yeah, I know you and I have discussed this uh, in, in several different shows as well as in private. Of, well, yeah, the only way you would be able to see this thing, it would, it, well, <laughs> it is completely, 
camouflaged. Uh, it, it, no light. It doesn't admit, uh, at least in a, well, we're not going to be able to see it at all. Uh, the only way would, if, if, well, certain constellations would be missing uh, stars uh, as it as it came in front of them. It came in front of, you know, in between your view and, and, and the Earth is the only way. You know, I think you did a, a perfect description. If it came in between the moon and us, that's the only way you would see it. It, it does not reflect any light whatsoever. It was, uh, what, just almost, was it negative or was it just like point one or something like that, that it, uh, libido of it, it was... Point, uh, point zero one. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it was almost at zero. And and, and these are three of them, so, and, and what really blow you away is they orbit closer than Mercury. I mean, they, uh, they're re- the longest orbit that any of them has is three days. Uh, but, ladies and gentlemen, please write this down. It's WASP 104B, TRES 2B, and lastly, WASP 12B. These planets, these exoplanets, are real. And the only way they were discovered, the only way they can be seen, is they went across the surface of their uh, uh, their parent star. And then as soon as they went across the surface, no telescope could detect them because they literally absorb all the light. So this sets up two things. All three of these planets are right on top of their star. And that should tell you why the Bible states what Christ is going to do when he gets here. Now look. Surely you know the Lord's Prayer on earth as it is in heaven. The God-haters change this around and they say, as above, so below. Ladies and gentlemen, that comes from the Lord's Prayer on earth as it is in heaven. You have to realize the sign of the Son of Man is going to do a grand tack and come in. When he does... He's not only going to save our orbit, our habitable zone as a planet is only plus or minus 2%. I'm not lying to you. For the love of God, look this up. Look up the habitable zone for a planet. What Jupiter does with a scapegoat is sends it headlong into the sun. This is why the celestial scapegoat is cast into the lake of fire. The beast from the abyss. So, I mean, God has literally given us all the data right there. You can go look these things up, and I hope you wrote those planets down so you can go look at them for them for yourselves. Go right to the NASA website. If this thing is coming, you're never... You, there's no way for you to detect it. There's no way. So, with that being said, please understand that, look, these things are going to happen. And you need to prepare yourself for it. 
you need to come to grips with the simple fact that, boy, the Bible talks a whole lot about God the Father having his day, but the whole entire church ignores it. Ladies and gentlemen, I assure you, he who sitteth upon the throne, he's going to have his cake and eat it too. Joe, uh, closing comments, I guess, and this time we cannot go over time. Right now we're right at the top of the hour, 59 minutes. Uh, well, never mind. We just crossed the one-hour threshold. So closing comments and then pray us out of here, Joe. All right, closing comments. Um, yeah, look these things up for yourself. Uh, everything that we're talking about is absolutely well, it's, what, it's not what we're saying. It's what he said. So look these things up. Uh, make yourselves aware. Um, and these are also things that you can bring up in, uh, well, conversation as well with others. Uh, you'd be surprised at uh, sometimes, well, what God can do when you, well, shine a light. So... Heavenly Father, we bow our heads and we bow our And Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this day, Father. Father, we ask that uh, we ask that this message is delivered to those who, well, to whom you would have, Father. We ask that uh, it's edifying, Father. We ask that it... Uh, well, we thank you for letting us be good for something, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, hallelujah. Till next time, ladies and gentlemen, God bless. Godspeed. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.